The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who subscribe for early and ad-free listening at Patreon.com slash Sunranto and also by MyBookie. Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but to me, a game's more exciting when you put your money on it. Now, if I've got a gut feeling about a matchup, and I bet on it, and I win, well, that's the best feeling in the world. Uh, regardless of whether you've been betting for years, or this is your first time betting, my bookie is your best bet this season. MyBookie.ag. Now, you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot. They've got parlays. So, uh, if you got a couple big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Pro football, college football, MLB playoffs are in full swing, and also hockey and basketball are right around the corner. Now it's the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game. MyBookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie is going to double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. You're going to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Hey everybody, it's Danny Rocket and uh well, I guess uh, I guess that's off now. Uh yep. there will be no Atlanta Braves owing um or t- tomahawk, tomahawk chopping. But it's because the Cardinals knocked him off yesterday and the Nationals knocked off the Dodgers and so yeah, two, buddy. two favorite guests of this podcast are Facing off in the championship series of the National League. And, of course, um, we have Dennis, our hey, Cardinals hey. fan friend. I got a little song for you. Ready? Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis, 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 Dennis. There's your song. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah. you. And he, he he's going to be representing the Cardinals in this debate. I guess it's a debate. It's a preview. And um, over in uh, L.A., fresh from the clinching NLDS game last night at Dodger Stadium is... Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny. So, so this guy's got this YouTube channel, and he just <laughs> uses, uses that over and over and over again. 
Pretty impressive. I just must meet his lyricist. I felt really special when you made that song for me, and then when yeah. I realized you just played the exact same song for Johnny, it took yeah. a lot of the luster away. I felt completely jealous. I was like, oh, oh, Danny's making songs for the other guy now? All right. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, so, uh, Johnny, you're fresh back from the game last night. Uh, tell us, Tell me all about it. Well, you, you went to three games in this series, so t- start wherever the hell you want. I went to three games in a row. I use it as an excuse to fly back to the Virginia, D.C. area where my folks live for game three of the series. And so um, my folks and I went to game three and game four, and then I flew back. I actually was on the same uh, air travel schedule as the Dodgers, which was funny to me. Um, and I flew back and then went to the game last night. So I saw three, four, and five. Two, two DC uh, Nats victories and one loss. Yeah, they won three and no, they won four and five and lost three. Yes. Yeah. A game that I felt like they could have won had they left Anibal Sanchez in, maybe another inning. They bring Patrick Corbin into that game. And the wheels fall off the game. They look tight until that moment. And then the Dodgers poured it out, which they're always capable of because they're the fucking Dodgers. Exactly. It was a much closer game than the score looked like at the end. You know, just one different. Because also, the the Nats gave up. You know, they just put in their bullpen, which is terrible. You know, synonymous <laughs> with giving up. Um, and so <laughs> I think they surrendered that game pretty early. And uh, no, tell me about this uh, peanut incident. Okay, so the Nats were losing the whole time. I, you know, D.C. is an international, a national city. A lot of people move there for four years of work or eight years of work or whatever. So lots of Dodger fans there in the stadium. But there was one Dodger fan in particular out in the outfield, whatever our bleacher would be, who wouldn't sit down. He was there with his dad and his girlfriend and just he wouldn't sit down. And everyone else would sit down and there was lots of standing and he was just being a dick the whole game and, and screaming at people behind him who were asking him to sit down. Just a total dick. So in the eighth inning, with the, the game out of hand, I was sitting there looking at this jerk. Yeah, this is when the fights start. You're like, oh, it's a oh, blowout. Yeah. We're getting into it. <laughs> it's true. Dump it's a true, beer Danny, on because your head. Also, uh, he and a couple people around him that were Dodger fans – started being like, let's go Dodgers, clap, 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 clap. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but you're at Nats Stadium, and fuck you. And it's and you cannot game. do that at Dodger Stadium. That is a for sure. Without a, a, Exactly. A, yeah. So I will finish the story quickly and then get to the B side. So I was sitting there <laughs> unshelling peanuts and throwing them in my face, and I picked up one of those uh, rare peanuts that has three in the pod. Oh, yeah, those are the best ones. Ooh. It's like a and bonus I, nut. A bonus nut, and I I reared back, yeah. and I just gave it a chuck, and it flew eight rows forward and five seats to the right and hit him directly in the head. It was perfect. Dude, you've got and to write a song. He was eight rows forward, five <laughs> seats to the right, to the right. through the nut. Through the you nut. assaulted him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ass- they were they were assaulted nuts. And <laughs> the crowd cheered. Oh, the person yeah. next to me was like, you need to be in the Nationals uh, <laughs> uh, bullpen. And I get a hand on my back. We're sitting in the back in these ADA seats. And there's a security guard. 
he's very upset with me. And he says, <clears throat> he's like, do you want to get kicked out? And <clears throat> I was sober, but I was kind of mouthy just because I didn't like these fans. <clears throat> and I was like, well, the game's almost over and we've definitely lost. So if you need to, that'd be okay. And <laughs> oh, just, you don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> no, like who cares? Like, let's go. Yeah. The only reason we were still there is because my folks and I took a shuttle and we knew we had to, to wait it out. Um, <laughs> so that's most of their concession sales is the the fact that the shuttle just doesn't pick you up. You're like, oh, I'm thirsty. I would buy an $8 Coke. Exactly. And so I, I said, well, you have to admit that was really good aim. And he said, do you think this is funny? And I said, yes. And then <laughs> the, the, so my folks and I went to the game the next day and I opened up a bag of peanuts and I was eating them. And my mom turned to me and she said, Johnny, be careful of your policeman friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I- yesterday, <clears throat> so yesterday when I was at Dodger Stadium, and yeah, you can't do anything. <clears throat> I wore a red shirt, which is the Nats color, underneath a blue shirt. So you could only see that sort of like V-neck red. Yeah, you, you under- texted me undercover. Undercover. Because I'm no fool. I've heard the stories. I've been there. So, you know. Well, and the Nationals the- don't travel. Like when I was there in 2016 and I saw a lot of fights break out between Cubs and Dodgers fans. For those that don't know, my girlfriend Nicole got punched in the face by a Dodgers fan. For nothing. For for nothing. She was just walking around. So they're, they are violent. They beat a Giants fan within an inch of his life. But the difference is Cub fans at least travel. So, like, you feel like you're going around. There's other Cub fans around that will, yeah. like, have your back. Like, the Nationals, like, you don't have a heck of a lot of fans. There were 20 of us. 20 of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and so I, w- I was there with someone, and she kept being like, oh, he's a Nats fan. And I'm like, seriously, be quiet, please. Like, you, like, don't say anything. And the guy next to me figured it out, and he was really nice, and we were talking. He made a joke where he said that Howie Kendrick so far in the game, in the series, was the Dodger MVP because of all the errors he had made. And uh, Oh, and then he got his just desserts. <laughs> he, he really was so, having a bad series until that one moment where oh, he hit a grand awful, slam awful. that won the series. <laughs> <laughs> so the final point of this long story is that I went to a bar afterwards and I heard a Dodger fan uh, behind me say, if a national fan walks in here, I'm going to punch him in the face. And then a different person was sort of threatening and being like, why do you have red under there? And someone who I was talking to at the Ugh. bar very smartly said, oh, he told me he's an Angels fan too. Like it was, it was like out of a yeah. a movie, like you know, like late thirties Germany, the way, like it was weird. They're fucking weird about it. Yeah. They, no, it's, it is the worst fan base. Like I know that like there's a few fan bases that have like bad reputations, like the Philly fans. Are, and But right. I, honestly, like the Dodgers, like you could be killed. You could be yeah. stabbed in the ribs or shot. So is somebody, so you- is somebody eating peanuts now? Should I duck? <laughs> There's one coming by. I heard some peanuts rustling. So, um, you just so, pretended to be an Angels fan at the bar for the rest of the night. Is that how? No, that'd happened? be bad too. I think it it was enough just to get the person off my back. Oh, they were like, okay, we we hate them too, but not enough to fight them right now. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Not to go to jail over for the night. So, uh, just to bring Dennis in for a moment, I got to ask you something, Dennis. Yachty for Trout. 
Do you do it? Never. Never. <laughs> you ask me this every time. I got never. to. I just wait for you to change your mind. No. But uh, five, can- five years from now, Yachty will be retired. You could ask me and I'll say no. Keep retired, Yachty, over Trout. But can I share something with you? Because I listened to some of these Cardinal games on the radio. I was telling you about it. Mike Shannon who you think is great. I don't know how you could think this incomprehensible, drunk old man. Uh, I mean, He says listen, all, said, every other word. I said he was great to listen to. <laughs> okay, so you're entertained, but just because he sucks so bad? Yeah, you can you can hear him getting drunker as the innings progress. Well, can I, it's let beautiful. Me, let me play you a ground rule double. Or, or, or I, I guess that's what it was. Who knows? Because Mike Shannon was calling it. To the Cardinals is, broadcast today. This is a retransmission <laughs> unauthorized. And another uh, home run down into the left field corner. No, the Cardinal uh, uh, outfielder slides, but he can't catch it. He takes a bounce and goes into the seats for a ground rule double. And uh, the folks are really on uh, Carlos Martinez. I mean, what the fuck? That's brilliant. He's just like, and there's a home run, and no, then the guy slides, and then it's in the crowd. And you're like, what happened? That is so funny. It's a home run. He's standing on second base. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's that's how I listened to a lot of games growing up on the radio, just very confused and waiting for somebody <laughs> to correctly tell me what's happening in the game. It, you know, it makes more sense to me now why I find Cardinal fans to be so confused all the time. Like, tr- tr- not trading Yachty for Trout is just confusion of life, you know? <laughs> So, of course, you you think Yachty's great because he's probably every home run that is hit, according to Mike Shannon, was probably hit by Yachty or Molina or Stan Musial. I'm not sure. <laughs> or every double that's hit is a home run. Yeah. It's just you never know what's going on. Exactly. So, uh, but no, but Yachty or Molina, man, it, I, I get it. He came through big time in that one game twice, uh, ties it up, then wins it. Um you know, kind of sparked the team up with his um, unauthorized bat toss. Which, that was that was uh, retaliation to Cunha's bat toss. Let's you, not say it, wait, it was hold totally. On. According yacht. to he was Mike, commenting. according to Mike Shannon, his name is Acuna, like Acuna Matata, <laughs> not Acuna. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going with Mike here, the greatest broadcaster in history. Sure, Hall of Famer. No, I I get that he did that as like parody or theatrics, but man, what can I say? I mean, Yachty, he fired up the team, and I'm looking at two teams here in this NLCS that are coming in off some really dramatic, come-from-behind, dead-in-the-water victories. Because am I right in saying that the Cardinals also won game four and five to get there? Did they face elimination twice? Yes. Yeah. And so did the Nationals. So this is a team with their – both teams with their backs up against the wall, and they fucking, you know, made it happen. And that's kind of scary for both of you because you're both coming in with incredible momentum. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, Johnny's perspective on this because I what I experienced a lot this week, which I think is hilarious, is just that everybody had already anointed, you know, the Dodgers and and the Braves, the NLCS participants. So every, after every game, all I heard walking into the office or into a bar was about how the Braves blew it or the Cardinals got lucky. And like every single storyline was more about the Braves 
messing up or the, the Cardinals tripping into home plate and somehow winning a game. And I'm sure, did, did, did you get that at all when you guys were facing the Dodgers? Like, how in the holy hell could you have possibly won these baseball games against these teams we already decided won in August? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the only time that I didn't hear that was today when if you'd hear you know, the ESPN shows or something like that, they said, well, the Nationals finally beat the Dodgers, even though, you know, they didn't say like, oh, Kershaw gave it up or the managing was bad. It was the first time. But a- absolutely, that's always the thing with the underdogs. Yeah, and they really both were underdogs. I mean, the St. Louis, I don't think, was picked by anybody to even take the division. I think the Nationals might have been. Maybe not. I think the Phillies, I think most people picked the Phillies. I don't think either one of you were mostly picked to win the division. And now here you are going to be the best teams in the in the NL. I think this is great for baseball. I mean, I love, I mean, I don't like the Cardinals, but like the Braves were pissing me off with their stupid fucking tomahawk chop, and then they chopped the chop for the last game, but then they really didn't because they were doing it anyway. They said they weren't going to play the chop unless Helsley was on the mound. Well, no, they wouldn't play it with him on the mound, but they would play it at all the other times, but then they did it less, but then they did it anyway, and I think that fucked up everything. The thing about that last Cardinals game, 10 runs in the first inning. Crazy. Oh, my God. So part of me does think it's like a total choke job on the Braves part. You know, just like it was the moment was too big for them. I mean, there were so many moments, even in, in game four, which I assume I was listening to Mike Shannon, so this might not have really happened. But like, I think what happened was the Braves loaded the bases like three times and could not get a run across in that game that went extras. Yes, yeah, there was a lot of runners left in scoring position, but I mean, total choke job. It's not like we were we were hitting infield pop flies that they were like bobbling and kicking around, you know. Like we we were smoking singles and doubles down the line, you know. It was. It was us coming through just as much as it was them, you know, not performing well. Yeah. And the, and I don't know. I mean, when they put uh, Mike, so- was it Soroka? The, no, it's the other guy with a weird name. Fultinowitz. Ful- yeah, Fulti. Fultinevich? Yeah, just Fulti. Just yeah. stop there. <laughs> yeah, just stop. I can't. Uh, but, no, it, he just blew up. And, and you got to look at, like, the difference between, like, everybody's going on short rest. You know, in the, those Braves, they're putting him out there after three days. And, you know, you just saw the guy. And there he is out there again. That did not work out for the Braves. But it pretty much did work out for the Nationals, who didn't have any of their bullpen pitch at all. Except for <laughs> nope. in the, except for in the, the blowout. The statistic was that in the NLCS, the Nationals starters pitched 76% of the inning. And then LDS? Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. And LDS. Uh, 76%. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know. I mean, that, that'll work until it doesn't, in my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, at some point, they're going to be overexposed and just out there too much. And, you know, God, in this game, you take one, two, three miles per hour off your fastball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then they're catching up to it. And it's well, the Nationals saw it happen. I mean, we we lost uh, game three in D.C. after Corbin came in and couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, he gave, just, up, it, gave up six runs. Oh, we'll get to him. <laughs> <'Cause> we'll, <laughs> he's, he's later in the script. So, 
before we move on, I do want to talk about your dad, Johnny, who you oh, also yeah. brought to these games. But you got I love this story. <laughs> you gotta tell me about what <laughs> I told I already told Dennis about it. My dad is eighty uh eighty seven eighty six. Wait, what year is it? Oh, he's eighty seven. Anyway. And um so he, he walks with a cane, but he's still getting out. And but also his brain doesn't work like it used to. So he kept saying to the second game, like on the way there, he's like, I've never been to a World Series game. And we're like, Oh well, this isn't the World Series, it's the playoffs. And then he kept saying, like Wow, this World Series is really electric. You can feel it. <laughs> so after like the third time we told him it wasn't the World Series, I was like, ah, forget it. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're the best son in the world. You brought your dad to the so World let, Series. Let the record show that I took my old man to the, a winning World Series. Yeah, game. Tell him it's game seven, you know, <laughs> and he just walked away with it all. You know, why not? Uh, it was great he well, did he, he did at one point say how much did we pay for this seat and why is everyone standing up <laughs> it's yeah. the world series dad it's the world series yeah. you gotta stand exactly it's twenty thousand dollars to stand here dad <laughs> just enjoy yeah, yourself it was, a, it was very fun and then there's just one more uh sort of piccadilly about my mom that she's so sweet we went to the first game and then the second day we felt like we had spent a lot of money and would we go see the game in dc and um, I was looking at StubHub, and my mom was in the other room putting down, like, towels and a drop cloth in the living room to try to recreate the experience of eating peanuts on the couch and throwing the shelves on the ground <laughs> in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And then you would You just pick up the tarp and just take the whole thing to the trash? That was her plan. <laughs> All right. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Well, I, but well, we ended up going to the game. Well, what I, but what I love about it is you and I were texting that whole day, and you know I was clocking ticket prices with you, and just like yes. suggesting you know seats, and 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 your mom kept saying, she, "What was her limit? Forty five bucks?" You said with yeah. the, with fees yeah. or without? With with with. Okay, so there were some tickets available at that price, but they but the good ones kept disappearing quickly as people saw that as a good deal. So you're you were pissed because you're like, I keep missing all the good tickets because your mom's like, let's go, and then she's like, nah nah nah, let's let's because it's good. she wouldn't let me pull the trigger like the sixty dollar tickets, like great seats. She'd be like, no, that's outside of our budget. Yeah, just, <laughs> she stuck to the budget, and then but the other thing was, and the reason the tickets were a little cheaper because it was a rainy night. So I was yes. impressed that you guys, you know, your mom's in her eighties, and you went with your dad too to this game too, right? Both of them. Yes, it so was so you, much work. Yeah, you're out there. Of course, it's a lot of work, and you go out there, and it's raining, and you're out there with a couple eighty year old people. Like that's impressive. That's a real fan, and your mom is freaking no joke, and your dad is no joke, and you're no joke, and I'm just proud of you for going to all these games. Yeah, thanks, Danny. They are like they were awesome to go with, and the whole day I was telling them like Danny found his tickets, and they were like, we love Danny. So, <laughs> I love I love them too. So Danny got all the credit for. He it. got all the credit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Hey, hey, Johnny, remember when I brought your dad to the World Series? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let my dad know that you took him. Yeah, but uh, I wasn't there. I, it was Danny. But I will say that my uh, my sister sent a text to me today. I'm one of five, so those, we're always texting the family. And she said, "Oh, I heard the the second game you all went to was so exciting 
that you didn't even leave your seats once to get concessions. That's what mom told me. And I was like, that is fake news. What happened is we went $5 over our budget per seat. And my mom announced in the car, <laughs> we don't have money for hot dogs. You're just going to have to eat the peanuts from last night. That counts as dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, fixed income. She didn't know how long she's going to live. <laughs> that's, she, yeah, know. that's Social Security money right there. She's yeah. not fucking around. <laughs> Uh, well, and speaking of tickets, like it, I, well, I did look at the weather in St. Louis where this Ooh, series opened. It's going to get really cold tomorrow night. I mean, it's, let's see, uh, it goes down, it's going to rain all day long and then <laughs> go down to 34 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it's so only maybe snow. <laughs> it, it could. I mean, it's, it's only uh, October 10th. That's unseasonably cold for St. Louis, which is you know, four or five hours south of here. Um, and then uh, it's going to be in the 60s on Saturday and then down to 42 at night. I assume all these games will be at night. Maybe they'll have one of them, like, earlier. I'm not sh- I don't know. Sat- I no, Saturday game, game two is a – yeah, it's a get day game. Game two. All right, well, that's good. At least you'll get one day game in. And um, But, yeah, the tickets are cheap in St. Louis. They're only, like, 50 bucks to get in there, and they're three times that to get in. In Washington, like that's right. Yeah, I think it is partly the weather. It is partly the weather. It's also uh, the Cardinals signed a one billion dollar Fox Sports Midwest deal last year too. So they they were able to make tickets a little more affordable <laughs> these last two seasons. Wait, you you think that they're using their TV broadcast money to defray the cost? I, I think they have been more affordable. Yeah, the last two seasons. Because huh. of that, well, they've sure. got. They've got like a monthly pass that you can just get in and either get an SRO, which there's lots of places to stand there, or a um, or, or a seat for, what is it, like 30, 35, 40 bucks a month. And mm-hmm. you can just go to every, basically season tickets for 180 bucks yeah. is, is what you can get w- with the Cardinals. And uh, that's like uh, two games in the bleachers, <laughs> maybe on the weekend <laughs> right, right. at Wrigley. And I assume, though, that once the sweet TV marquee Ricketts money starts coming in, oh, tickets will be 10% of that. <laughs> yeah. oh, they're going to go way down because billionaires, they're just looking to give their money away Bill Gates style. I, I, <laughs> I assume this is how it's going to go down. Once the hotel is filled up and everybody's eating at their uh, little steakhouse across the street, I'm sure that it's just going to go right back to the fans. Well, they only need enough money to get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What forty, forty, fifty a year? We're bagging groceries last year. You know, making making the starting lineup. That's just the cardinal way. They don't need to pay them. Uh, so uh, anyway, let's talk about how these teams match up. The Nationals uh, ended up two games better than the Cardinals. They won ninety three games and only lost sixty nine. Nice. Yeah. And the Cardinals, they were 91 and 71. That, that's not nice. Um, but the Nationals were 2 and 5 versus the Cardinals this year. Uh oh. And uh, the Nationals scored 17 runs, yet allowed 26. So kind of a lot of lower scoring games, no blowouts in there. Um, the, La- the Nationals lost by four twice, they lost by three once. Two once and one once, and they won by one and one by four. 
Yeah, so that's our team strategy is to never lose by the same number of runs twice. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. No. Oh, man, that means we got to win by like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be blowouts. But there wasn't a game in here. I mean, well, the the four runs, I guess you could call that. I don't know. That's not defined as a blowout. That's still a relatively close game. You're a grand slam away. A Howie Kendrick grand slam away. Yeah. Which uh, I thought it was funny during the when the Cardinals put up ten runs in the first inning, and then what was the final of that one? Thirteen to one. Thirteen one. Yeah. yeah. And there was some point in which the Braves had loaded the bases in like the eighth inning, and they were doing the tomahawk chop, and the, the, they were like, and I'm like, oh man, so close. If if only it hit a grand slam, they'd be only two grand slams away from tying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd need an entire Denny's menu to get enough Grand Slam. <laughs> They'd that. need a moons over my hammy at that point. <laughs> wow. One of the guys, we were, I was watching, because uh, I was still at work, so I was watching in the office the first ending when we had 10 runs. And, you know, classic uh, Cardinals hatred and must be the Braves, you know, a year. One of my coworkers said, like, oh, yeah, the way this game's going, the Braves will probably have five runs in the bottom of the first. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Why do you think that? They haven't even batted yet. They haven't, they haven't even recorded two outs. I was you giving all, the Braves five runs. You all even have local self-hatred? Is that what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, especially hmm. here well, in I'm Chicago. Well, Chicago. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, if everybody – well, see, and here's what was surprising about what happened with this – with the Cubs fans. What I noticed was because of the chop controversy and people thinking that's more important than their Cardinal fans' hatred, everybody was really struggling with how to root in this series. <laughs> and it was like – and I saw people start taking the Cardinals' side – from the Cubs' perspective, just because it's like, well, Braves, you do the tomahawk chop, then the Cardinals put up 10 runs on you. That's how that fucking goes. You know what <laughs> I mean? And people were just like, you deserve it. You fucking deserve it. And, you know, how do you like getting beat by the Cardinals? You know, it was, and it was funny because I'd never seen, I wouldn't call it Cardinal support, but I would, right. but it wouldn't, I think most people went into that series being like, all right, we're going to like stomach the chop. We're going to like stomach the, the fact we don't like the Braves. And don't know much about them because they're over in the in the NL East, and uh, t- and we're just going to root against the Cardinals. But that's not what ended up happening. I thought it was interesting. Um, all right, how about this? Let's talk about. And I don't have my keyboard set up because I'm have, getting a getting a house guest tonight, and so I I was you know, cleaning up in here. So I'm just going to go. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. <laughs> I don't have I don't have my I don't wow. have my I don't have my sound uh, bar set up right now. I guess. Well, actually, I could set it up. I could just. Never. No, that was that was good. It sounds is not so, kind of like it, right? Yeah, that was close. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, why don't you start, Dennis? Uh, who is your raker on the team? Uh, I, I put a little slash here. I put a little two for one because our team kind of runs on the, the Goldie Ozuna back-to-back in the lineup. They, we live or die by, by them two hitting. So I'm, I'm Siamese twinning the Goldie Ozuna rakes. Well, and I know that um, Ozuna is super streaky. Mm-hmm. Right in the in his game, I mean, I've you know it's it he plays left field, so a lot of times when he's out in uh, in left, I can't wait for him to go zero for two, 
so that when he comes back out, I can go, oh, Fortuna, Ozuna. <laughs> this is a fucking great, great yeah, joke. Yeah, and we don't hit for a lot of power, but those are those are our two power guys. So if they're hitting, that's like our chance to get to get on and get going. But we, we haven't been a very like big hit team this year. There's not a lot of home runs. It's a lot of small ball. So I think we're very reliant on how Goldie and Ozuna perform in the heart of that lineup. Well, they each have two home runs. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and they're the only ones with home runs because. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about this on the regular show when I got Michael Cotton and, and Crawley on, but um, you know uh, they said they changed the ball. Did you guys hear this? That Did the they ball, the ball, the ball is different in the postseason than it was all year. That live, crazy, rubber bouncy, no, title ice ball, yes. the juiced ball is gone. You were the a ju- joke. No, do you know? Uh, and Johnny, you can attest to this. You know that uh, that ball that gave you a heart attack in the eighth inning of yesterday's game yes, <laughs> that went exactly. all the way to the wall. Yeah. Dude, that shit goes out regular season. Wow, I can't believe they changed it. Yeah, I will let you know that my dad, who thought he was at the World Series, <laughs> turned to me and said, "I hear the balls are uh, wound tighter." Like even he's heard about this this ball controversy. Oh yeah, well so, I mean everybody's breaking home run records all over the place. Like there crazy. needs to be, there needs needs to be an asterisk asterisk on 2019. There just does. Um, so where were I we? did not? Wow, interesting. Oh yeah, how, how about uh, you you Johnny? So I picked up this rank at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Uh, we're still celebrating Howie Kendrick's grand slam to win that game last night. Uh, so he's he hasn't been raking. But here's an interesting thing. Anthony Rendon, we lost Harper last year um, to you know the Phillies, which has been a great thing. Anthony Rendon is uh, in the, one, was considered one of the top three in the MVP race in the National League. And they do this weird thing at Nat Stadium, which I dislike, where one of the paid Nat hype people holds up an MVP sign to get the crowd to chant MVP when Rendon gets up. And listening at home, I thought that it was a sort of natural thing that the fans were doing. And then I was really disappointed to see that it was hyped because he's, you know, not the MVP. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. But that said, Rendon has been hitting 500 in the last four games. He's had five RBIs. He had, uh, in the previous win, he had three RBIs in three at-bats with uh, three long flyouts. Um, and then last night, of course, when uh, the Nats were down by two runs, uh, he got a homer uh, off of Kershaw, and then Soto came in and uh, got a homer on the next pitch. So the, the the bats are hot in D.C. It's it's weird that the, all the runs have seemingly come in the last third of the game. That's been the case this whole postseason for the Nationals. Yeah, but, it's a never quit. I mean, that's their – isn't that their uh, motto? Stay, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Yeah, yeah, which basically <laughs> means never quit, but it's different. <laughs> yeah, but, but they get paid per letter. Yeah, yeah. So, but you have let's see, one, uh, three, four, five, six home runs mm. on the postseason so far. One by Rendon, Zimmerman's got one, Turner's got one, Soto's got the two. Good old Mel Ott. Yeah, dude, I love that kid. Juan Soto's my guy. He's great. You you backed a good guy to back and. 
I, I heard some talking heads today saying that the top five batters on the Nationals are the, the fiercest you can face, that they're exhausting. It's, it's my boy Turner. He's been hitting well. He's been going two for four, three for five in games. He's really fast. Then uh, you have Adam Eaton, and then Rendon, and then Soto, and then Kendrick. I mean, those, those top five are going to give you trouble. So that's been great. It certainly gave Clayton Kirk to <laughs> trouble. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't decide at that moment whether I want to go, call him like Choke Shaw or Kerr Choke. Turd Shaw. <laughs> yeah. How about Choke well, Choke? I always, I always choke, like you calling choke. him Clert Shaw. I like that. <laughs> um, now, how about uh, Flakes? And I got it up now. I could. I couldn't live without it. So. Since my grunge days, remember them? Who do you got for flakes, Dennis? Oh, me? I got um, I got Harrison Bader here. He's one of our you know young prospects, center field guys. Very, very good defensively. Streaky, streaky guy uh, uh, at the plates, but his streaks were more often off than they were on this year, and I. I'm not even sure if he has a postseason hit right now. It's been no, he very... does. He's got two of them, but two. Um, okay, I wouldn't see man. I would have gone with somebody like Dexter Fowler, who is two for twenty-two, yet he has three RBI. <laughs> so he it, it, and he scored three runs. Yadier Molina is. But see, I have faith in Dexter. Three he, for he's twenty-one. Been there before, you know, and Yadi too. They, they those guys might not have hit as much, but they have postseason experience where. When they are up to the plate, I don't – I'm not as nervous. You know, when, when Harrison gets up there, I'm like, is, is this stage too big for him? Is he, is he going to strike out again? Like, is he the guy that we want him to be? Or, you know, am I just projecting all of his future greatness into a because, – because that's what I want him to do, you know? Uh, your team is terrible. You got so many <laughs> bad players. Matt Carpenter's batting 200. <laughs> oh, man. You're, you're fucked. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I've got to get off of like wanting you to beat the Braves. Weirdly, um, so who do you got for your flakes, Johnny? It's got to be Howie Kendrick. He uh, had a bad you, series until who he you may it. remember from the rakes category. <laughs> 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 um, he's had three errors, two in uh, the game that I went to, defensive errors, and he killed the. Um, the rally in game three in DC by uh, the, the Nets had the players on, they were getting runs back and he just didn't tag up at second or something. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- there was, yeah, something bad that he did. He ended up getting thrown out between second and third, right? Some yeah. Two, he, some got, two yeah he got into a little pickle and, and he had a terrible play last night. So, um, you know, he's there for his bat, but um, I also have to give a flake to us drinking laws which uh, say that you're not allowed to consume alcohol under the age of 21, which means that in the ridiculous champagne shooting post-game ceremony that the Nationals enjoyed last night, our boy Mel Ott Juan Soto, who is only 20 years old, had to have sparkling cider. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they were giving him something in the shower. (laughs) Well, yeah, he always gets things in the shot. Uh, yeah. no. That's that's the way the Nats are tight. Yeah. And, and then yep. not very tight anymore, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. How about who's your thrower? 
I'll say that um, it's our it's our veteran starting pitching. They're the second best um, starters in all of baseball. And really, what we've seen in the postseason is that they are not only capable but consistent at giving up runs early. We saw Max give up a first inning home run. Um, obviously, last Strasburg, night uh, Strasburg yeah. gave him up. But what I really am impressed by is that. Um, you know, Max tends to give up uh, solo home runs, uh, avoids the walks generally, but um, they they come back. They have found a way in uh, the postseason to settle and then uh, finish effectively. And especially Max, um, a couple games ago that he won, uh, two games ago, instead of coming out and uh, like rearing back and throwing his hardest, he knew that we don't have a bullpen, and he. Uh, was more conservative. He didn't go for the strikeout, which drives me nuts because he runs his pitch count up, uh, striking people out. You know, he'll he'll have uh, twelve strikeouts and be at a hundred pitches in the the fifth. And so uh, he tried a different strategy the other night when they won Game Four, and it was to come out and not throw his hardest, and he made it uh, deeper into the game, one hundred and six pitches. Who do you got for the thrower, Dennis? Well, Flaherty has been our best pitcher throughout the second half of the season. He's had a, a historic second half. And he was in two of these games. Yeah, but I, I honestly think, I, I don't know, there's something about the way Wainwright's been pitching, especially in the postseason. He's got that, he's got a, a, a young energy to him again. I feel like it's old 2006 Wainwright again. No, it's like fucking really steroids. <laughs> He's well, why the wasn't he juice. taking them the last three years before this season? Well, it's a, they know they're not going to test him during the postseason. He's like, I'll just take the suspension after the season. I've made my money. I'm getting out there winning a World Series. I want to rig. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. He he really actually has looked better this year. I don't know what kind of fountain of youth he, he uh, found, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's steroids. Um, so anybody else you got on your thrower list? Because I mean, you do have like, I'd say you got a good top two. Uh, the nationals, that is a bit of the gauntlet of starting pitching yeah. that they have. Yeah, it's a little scary. Their, their starters are scary. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Miller has been good so far. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at the stats here. Gallegos, like your bullpen's been pretty shut down. In fact, they haven't given up any, anything. Han- Hudson. No, no, he's a starter. Mm-hmm. Oh well, and well, we got to move on to the blows. You just because put your lips together and blow. You know, I heard, <laughs> I I read the other day that uh, STDs are sweeping the nation, and we're at the highest level of STD transmission ever in our country, and the city that has the most STDs. St. Louis. Yeah. And Carlos Martinez has all of the STDs. And now a word from our sponsor, Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? If you want to increase your performance, get that little extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity <coughs> arises. Now, if you could benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow the route. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our Sunranto listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. And try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. I feel like you're so obsessed with Carlos Martinez's STDs that he must have cheated on you in well, some now he's, relationship. Well, now had. it's affecting his pitching. In he's in three point one innings, he's given up six runs, two home runs. He's blown the game, th- walked three. Like he has had a terrible, terrible series. I'm nervous. Okay, yeah. He's your closer. Uh, he's our closer. He's he's got he's performed very well in the second half of the season as a closer too. He has a ton of saves down the stretch, but man, has he really fucked up? He's got herpes arm. So he's what? His arm has herpes. <laughs> he cannot throw anymore. He's done. Um. So who's your blower, Johnny? It's just our, our bullpen. You know, uh, this is our state of the bullpen. Uh, at, at least our manager knows not to put them in anymore. Like, uh, you will not see uh, Fernando Rodney uh, or, or Suero or any of those folks. We basically have our starters and then two other guys. Yeah, Hunter and, Strickland, uh, three home runs. God, he's he, terrible. The only terrible. thing he's going to be hunting for is a job. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> now, we did. I was surprised to see this young pitcher who we have, Tanner Rainey. Uh, he's a rookie. He, he hits 100 miles an hour. Um, but he can be – he's hit or miss. You know, he can, he can be erratic. Uh, but last night he came in. They trusted him. So maybe that gives him a little cachet going forward. I know this is the blow section, but our bullpen is terrible. It's the worst bullpen in all of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It statistically is. Statistically the worst bullpen. The worst bullpen. That might in surprise some people. Well, let me compare some stats to you because the Nats have the Cardinals in almost every category on the season. These are season stats. The Nats' OPS is 60 points higher. They've hit 21 more home runs, they walk more. The Cardinals strike out more. The Nats are fourth best at just putting the ball in play. Uh, both teams, um, they uh, steal bases, 116 bases exactly, both teams. Wow. Uh, both third best, and they've both been caught 29 times. That's uncanny. Yeah. Wow. Whole season goes by. and So both teams run. So that, that this is kind of like old-fashioned small ball NL baseball, except for the Nats hit a lot more home runs and put the ball play more. The Nats but I will scored- say that the two games that I went to, I saw a single, um, a bunt, and, uh, a, and then – I'm sorry, a single, a steal, a bunt, and a sack fly. I saw it in two consecutive games. So the Nationals are, are playing small ball. Yeah, I mean, they did it against the Cubs when they swept them at Wrigley. They mm-hmm. were just putting the ball in play, balls getting through. 
the, the you know our defense wasn't very good, so like everything got through. It's and, crazy to me too that the Cardinals are you know a, a small ball base stealing team too because it's such a, a role reversal of what our identity was the last few years where we were always home runs and couldn't steal a base to save our lives. Yeah, it's like nineteen eighty five all over again. <laughs> Willie McGee, Lonnie Smith, Vince Coleman yeah. out there. So oh, um, McGee. and overall, the ugliest man in baseball. Hey, hey, Seriously. watch your mouth now. That Somebody man, called him E.T. McGee one time on a sign in the stadium, and he sued that motherfucker. So watch out. Dude. He sued them? <laughs> yeah. Well, he does look more like E.T. than any other baseball player I've ever seen in my life. So the Nationals have overall scored 109 more runs throughout the season. So, But that's less than wow. a run a game. But that's still a lot more runs. Uh, Pitching-wise, the Nats starters are better, but only by, like, I don't know, just about one-fifth of a run. Hmm. 353 to 378. And then the relievers, that's 382 for the Cardinals to 566, the worst in the majors for the Nationals. But you've got rid of a few of those guys. I guess. <laughs> like, but the, it's not like the new guys are better. It's, yeah, you got Fernando Rodney back there now. He's like, oh, this will improve. Yeah, right. Exactly. At least he shoots arrows. I mean, I miss the arrow shooting. I do. Well, yeah, well, they can't put him out there if he's just going to give up home runs. Uh, My dad hates his sideways hat. Oh, it kills him. Yeah. He's like, you're a professional. Look like it. T- tell, <laughs> tell him he only did it for the World Series. Um, so both teams are average and giving up a walk the Nats strike out more batters I mean that should be a given because of Strasburg and of um uh, old, old, well no I was gonna call him old two eyes (laughs) (laughs) Danny I stole that from you I when we were at game four at National Stadium we have good seats and we're close to the field and when he was, it was pouring rain, and he'd have two strikes, Scherzer up there dealing, and I'd yell, Go, old two eyes! And it was very popular in the stadium. And yes. I wish that I could have given you credit. And then you dumped a peanut on the man in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the, the uh, neither team gives up a ton of homers. Uh, the Nats have given up 11 more, but it's top of the league for both of you. So, it you know, and with the new non-juiced ball <laughs> maybe it's going to be all small ball in this series which i would love base hits stolen base that'd be a fun fun series um and you guys are neck and neck and whip like by 0.02 and it's all top of the league so danny uh, i this is i'm sorry i'm thinking about this dodgers series that the nets just finished you know the dodgers were hitting so many home runs that was the key to their game that seems very unfair to change the ball mm-hmm what is the what is the rationale behind that? Because that is a very curious thing to do to just like we play under these circumstances the right. entire season and right. then suddenly change it immediately for when it matters the most. Well, yeah, exactly. Like this is this is what you can count on getting you there, and then now you can't have it. Well, I'd be curious to ask uh, Sarah Sanchez from uh, Cup of Cubby Blue. She interviewed this woman named Meredith Wills, who had studied all the balls from like the last five years. And what it was was that the seams were lower and it created less drag on the wind. Basically, the ball ended up too round. So it was just popping out of the park because it didn't have any resistance of being wobbling through the air in any way at all. And uh, so if they changed it, I mean, I mean, people are already kind of annoyed uh, 
at the ball being juiced, and now to unjuice it at this point, yes. I mean, it just seems really stupid. And But I do know that the balls do say something different. I have a postseason ball here in my apartment. And it's, you know, it's a different ball than the regular ball. It's stamped differently. The covers, you know, so they might have actually done something. What I saw was that it was the resistance that was different. So, and they can Mm. measure all this stuff pretty quickly these days. So sure. Everything is stat cast. Yeah. So I, you know, the thing is the series is just started or just concluded. And so we don't have a lot of data, but now it's coming in after five, six games, five games. And uh, I guess that's what people are finding. I, I mean, they're obviously not going to change it now, but I'm curious to see what the overall numbers will say at the end. Why not change it? Change it again, change and then it change again. it again before the World Series. Yeah, and you know? then in in the World Series, Super <laughs> Balls. Just use no racket balls. How about racket balls? <laughs> Every other game, new ball. New ball. There it is. Um. So uh, defensively, the Cardinals have the fewest errors. They have uh, one of the best defenses in the majors. The Nats ain't too shabby with the ninth fewest errors. Uh, The Cardinals have given up the fewest amount of stolen bases. So good luck, Trey Turner. Yachty. Yeah, Yachty's got the arm. Yachty can keep him close. Uh, The Nats, uh, they've uh, allowed the eighth most stolen bases. Um, you have a 78% chance of stealing on the Nationals, which is kind of high, and only a 64% chance on the cards, which is pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, our, our catchers aren't stellar in that way. They're, they're, they're solid and consistent, which is good, but they're not stand-up. Call a good game. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the uh, Cardinals, uh, I don't have a Durr song because I don't have that set up either, but Durr, 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 Durr. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals have a 709 Durr, which is excellent. And uh, the Nationals. Is are... it best, best Durr in the league? No, it is not. <sighs> quit, quit trying to humble brag. <laughs> oh, I was just qu- I was questioning. I know you're a big Durr you're, guy. You're fifth. You're fifth. You're behind the Marlins, who suck. You're also behind the Astros and Dodgers. <laughs> but the Dodgers apparently suck, too. Uh, no, all, all the teams are playoff teams except for the Marlins, hmm. dirt, dirt wise And the Nationals have a 693, which is almost smack dab in the middle. Just right. a, a average defensive team. But, uh, but, hey, they ain't too shabby. Already talked about how it's going to rain and go down to 34 degrees, so have fun with that, <laughs> Latin players. Uh, no, seriously, they're going to be out there in their fucking, uh, you know, hoods and shit. Like, they, everybody looks like goddamn Oompa Loompas. In the, we're not going to be able to tell who the fuck is who because they're going to be out oh there. No, they're, they're going to be out there in fucking snowsuits. It's hilarious. I can't even tell. Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, seriously. They all look like fucking Kenny from South Park. <laughs> and Kenny slides in a second. So uh, real quick about the uh, – the uh, now, there's only one matchup even totally announced. The other ones I was kind of guessing at. And we already talked about all these players kind of. But Anibal Sanchez, uh, he's 11-8 and eight with a 385. He's starting game one, and he's basically your number four. Four, yeah. <clears throat> he's our number four because we used our starters as uh, relievers throughout the last series – uh, he's the only fresh arm. He's a veteran, 35 years old. He's pitched in lots of playoff games, and um, he's done fine. So we'll just uh, start out with I him. think it's a good move, and he had the Dodgers flailing away uh-huh. at, at the slow shit. So Yeah, I, I, you're right, Danny. You were pointing that out, like that he was sort of lulling them into, um, into, into yeah. failure. 
into failure. Yeah. And then Miles Michaelis, speaking of failure, he's <laughs> nine and four with a four one six. I mean he had a great year last year. This year he's also been your number three, four. Um, I three, yeah. I mean Flaherty and Wainwright, I would say one, two, and then yeah. And I and Annabelle only went to five innings against the Dodgers, only gave up the one run, but he struck out nine. I mean, they were flailing away. I mean, the Dodgers <laughs> struck out nine times. He, now, he did face uh, St. Louis once this year, way back in April, and he gave up three runs through five, but mm-hmm. he struck out seven. So they were flailing away a little bit in that game, too. Um, Weeders went deep on him twice, but he's not going to be out there, is he? No, he's not on the team, I don't think. No, Weeder's on the. Um, oh, you're, he's on your team now. Yeah, he's on the Cardinals now. Yeah, you're talking about our our, our backup catcher. Yeah, uh, he's, I thought he was still on the net. So that's kind of an interesting. Uh, I mean, that's an interesting <laughs> thing because if if we if Weeder's the backup catcher, it used to be your catcher, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and now he's the backup catcher for the Cardinals. He's there giving all the secrets. Yeah, but he yes, but also yes. he never caught for Anibal, so. Yeah, well, but he never he's catches seen... for the Cardinals either. <laughs> yeah, he's just back there giving secrets. He didn't have to. He doesn't <laughs> have time to catch. And then he's going to come out snakes. and hit a freaking home run in the fifth, pinch hitting for Michaelis, who yeah, gave up ten in the it. first. Um, Yachty and DeJong went deep on him too. Uh, and either way, the the Nats they've done well, uh, or the Cardinals have done pretty well against Anibal Sanchez in their careers. A 781 OPS that's not too shabby, 101 plate appearances. So I think you might see this might be the game where, run, well, I'd say runs would be poured on, but it's going to be snowing. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miles Mikolas, uh, or Michaelis, whatever. Fuck that guy. Um, he, in the playoffs, he gave up one run on three hits through five against Atlanta, and he also pitched an inning of relief in game four. He faced the Nats twice. He gave up four runs through 12 innings on 15 hits. Wow. Wow. And, uh, and he pitched six innings each time. He won one, lost the other. So it's pretty average what happened there. Kendrick and Soto have taken him deep. And the Nationals are batting 359 against him. Wow. With an 896 OPS, 106 plate appearances. So I feel like, I don't know. Michael makes me nervous every time he pitches. And every time I think we're going to lose when he starts, we end up winning. He's the guy I have the least confidence with up on the mound. So I'm just going to keep rolling with, you know, not believing in him. Ah, it's working so far. And don't you think it's interesting that I, it looks like both of our teams in a seven-game series are putting out the the pitcher in which we're the least confident? Well, yeah, know? yeah, for game one. Yeah, I mean, with the, I guess it makes sense when you see how Corbin got lit up in the in the middle of that game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of these. I mean, you might think it's a good idea to go. Short, you know, on short rest with these guys, but even a seven-game series, right? I, I mean, granted, you're losing a start out of your aces in a way. Yeah, but, but, but the fact that both of our series went five for the right. divisional, you know, it puts us in the same boat, which is great. Yeah, and Danny, you made just for uh, your podcast listeners to think about during the game. You made a good point about Annabelle that uh, he was pulled in Game Three of the Nat series. Um, because the analytics say that he's incredibly hittable 
in his third time through the lineup. Yeah, so Davey uh, Martinez got him out of there. Yeah, so look look for that, um, Cardinal fans. If you if you get your third <laughs> shot with Anibal, you're like, not getting I, a third shot. You don't think? No, no, I don't think so. I mean. It, I think Davey is going to play it that way. If that's the way he already did it, then he, right, I think right, he's right. going to play he, it again. That, I, I don't know who – I mean, you don't have a bullpen, so no. I, I think you're going to try to stretch him maybe – I don't know. It's it's that – But if he goes five – if he's – All if depends he's on the score. the order twice in five innings, like, then what? If it, it's, it'll be interesting. It depends on the score. It really is going to depend on the score. If you guys are up eight to two – you sure, know, if the Nationals are up eight to two, then I think they let him in there to give up three rubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. So uh now Miles, uh he was uh, gave up one run. Oh, I already did this. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I went I went back uh, mostly okay. because I was trying to induce some joke about that in Europe. Um he's called kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> Game game two game two only Wainwright is announced. I'm guessing Scherzer's going to be out there. I'm guessing he's in game. You two. guys, you guys haven't announced the full rotation yet. No, um, close to our vest. And uh, yeah, and that, they did that to the Cubs too. If you remember back in the in 2017, uh, remember they that uh, Strasburg wasn't going to pitch because he was sick with mold. He had mold. But you know, oh yeah, I I wondered about this. Um, is there sort of like a gentleman's code about like why would you tell the opponent? Like, is that just like a nice thing to do? Like, if I were managing, I would never tell you. I'd be like, I don't know, we'll see. We'll Even see. I, I don't know. Maybe this guy had the flu. I guess. You yeah. Know? Like, there's Ooh. lots of mold going around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is, is it sort of like just a gentlemanly thing to announce it? Does it matter? I, no, I I think the press will ask you. I mean, I think that it's just tradition, but I I do also think that sometimes that teams withhold that information on purpose. Sure. I never know who's pitching, by which I mean it must be a Nationals thing that they rarely announce it. Yeah, because we announced our full rotation for the series already. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe maybe that's a little bit of gamesmanship too. Like all of our cards are on the table, and this is it. So or maybe yeah. or maybe you announce it and then change it. You know, yeah, like that's true too. Could do, you can do whatever you want. You could scratch somebody and start somebody else and do a little gamesmanship that way. Well, I mean, why not? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So or maybe it doesn't we, matter. maybe we um, traded for an incredible pitcher named TBD. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tittles Baron Dingles Hopper. <laughs> Isn't he out of Texas Tech? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, sounds like he's been hanging out with Carlos Martinez. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He got the Dingle Hopper all it right. Sounded like, it sounded like an STD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's going to be Scherzer v. Wainwright. And, um, you know, Max has pitched 13 innings so far in the NLDS. He's given up three Max specials, the home runs. Uh, because they've all, all mostly been solo shots, four four runs total, and he struck out 16. So he's been dealing. Uh, he faced St. Louis twice this year, and he lost twice. In 13.2 innings pitched, he did strike out 19, but he gave up eight runs. Wow. So despite the fact that the Cardinals have a 589 OPS and 227 plate appearances, mm. um, they lost twice this year yeah 
Um, again, now uh, Wainwright against the Braves, he was great. He got the 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 uh, the thrower in this podcast. He eight strikeouts, no runs, four hits, two walks, seven point two innings. And Wainwright, he beat DC twice uh, in thirteen point one innings, gave up three runs. Uh, Zimmerman, the veteran, longest tenured National, has three homers, and overall. The Nationals have a 757 OPS off of Wainwright in 186 plate appearances. So these guys, I mean, you guys have seen each other. These are two yeah. two veterans going at it. This will be a fun game if the if it turns out this way. Game three is going to be Flaherty versus Corbin. Maybe Flaherty's Probably. the only one announced. Um, uh, Jack Flaherty four runs in 13 innings so far. Not exactly. Well, I don't know. It's pretty close to his season ERA, right there. Uh, he's got a win and a loss. He struck out 16 in 13 innings. He's faced D.C. only once in his old career, and it was in 2018. No one has over five plate appearances. And uh, Trey Turner homered off of him. That's my boy. Corbin has been in three games already this <laughs> postseason, and he's given up eight runs on in eight innings. Um, That's my boy. <laughs> Six of the, those runs were in point two innings of work in the yeah. Dodgers blowout. He struck out 14 in those eight innings. So he's been good except for that one little bit where he pitched on short wet rest. So yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Um, and But he hasn't really been that much better against St. Louis where he's given up eight runs in 11 innings pitched over two games, yet he struck out 16. So. I mean, that's that's the thing. Maybe that's the juiced ball. But, you know, all these starters from the Nationals, lots of strikeouts, lots of homers given up. So the, the numbers meet that out. Yeah, well, you could see where the two and five against the Cardinals comes from, maybe. Yeah. When you're like, wow, he had a really good game. And then all hell broke loose for one moment and we lost, you know. You know, I regret that I didn't look this up. But the Nationals are making headlines this season for being – a team with the most games under 500 to make the playoffs. You know, they have the, it's a historic unprecedented turnaround. Well, and you, you, I, I wish I had looked up before the podcast, like did these losses to the Cardinals come when the nationals were just terrible? Yeah, well, three, well <laughs> like, three of them were in April, maybe four. Yeah. So that, I mean, in April we were, you know, 12 games under 500 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, in April we were we were hot. That was probably our best best month of the season, and May was probably our worst. So interesting. Yeah, you uh, on see the Cardinals took three of four on the road between April 29th and May second. Mm. So and then at that point, God, it it really is true. I mean, you you ended so hot and started so terribly, but I'm trying to see your record. Let's see winless. Yeah, you were. See, 16 and 24. I mean, when did you even get to 500? It doesn't look like you got to 500 until June 27th. That sounds right. And then you were never under 500 after that. That's right. I think, yeah. I th- <clears throat> God, that's I think all- we were 11 under or something. It's God. the biggest comeback. It's almost the all-star it, it, break. It has to challenge the, the 06 Cardinals had to have been the worst team to ever win the World Series. I think <laughs> we, we had... 
83 wins that year. Oh my gosh. Won the division on the last day of the season and somehow won the World Series. You won the division with 83 games? What, yeah. What, which year was it? That was 06. 06. I'm going back to it. It's yeah, take... it had to have been the, the worst team as far as win-loss records goes to, to take it all. I would think so. That's crazy. Yeah, and then you have the Dodgers yesterday with 106 wins out. No, it wasn't. It wasn't 2006. No, no, wait, maybe it was. Yeah, 80, 83 wins. Yeah, dang. First in the NL, and oh man, first in my heart. <laughs> yeah, but you were never under five hundred. I mean, you started oh, off hot. Interesting. Yeah, it was like it, there was one point, like in at the end of May, for example, you were thirty-four and nineteen. 15 games over. So at some point, you lost a bunch of games. Oh, yeah, there they are. <laughs> the June swoon, if you will. Oh, and and the July we suck at baseball guy. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to rhyme oh, July. Nice. Catchy. Yeah, catchy. Oh, that'll, that'll catch on. Make a T-shirt. So, uh, well, let's move on, shall we? Um, so uh, Ozuna and Bader have gone deep off of Corbin. And uh, but O sucks. Uh, Ozuna sucks against them. They have a 7.21 OPS. The Cardinals do against uh, Corbin. They've seen him a bunch. Uh, Ozuna's seen everybody a lot, just because you have all these vet pitchers. The Sunranto Show is supported by advertising on the free feed. But if you want to hear the uh, ad free feed, subscribe at Patreon.com/Sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show ad free. In fact, this show it went up two, three days ago already. So uh, subscribe Patreon.com/Sunranto. It's only a dollar, and you'll be glad you did it. But since you're not a subscriber, uh, let's take a look at MyBookie.ag at the sports book for tonight's game. Washington Nationals versus St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals at home, and uh, man, they they are slightly favored in this game with an over of under of eight. Oh man, I, I do see this over under kind of uh, you know holding true, um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna of course bet the Washington Nationals. They are not favored in this game, so you can actually win some money. So go to mybookie.ag. Uh, slash sportsbook slash MLB. Uh, use the promo code chair for uh, doubling your first deposit. And uh, bet the Washington Nationals. Game's on tonight, 7.08 p.m. Get your bets in. All right, back to the show. And then uh, the Cardinals have announced Dakota Hudson 16-7 and with the 3.35. And I really have a hard time believing they're going to save Strasburg all the way till here. Do you yeah. think he? I think I could see that Corbin Strasburg thing turned around. Yeah, or maybe I don't think they've decided yet. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just kind of throwing out who your top four are going to be. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Dakota Hudson uh, against the Braves in the NLDS. Uh, he gave up four runs, uh, only one earned. So nice defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice dur. Uh, versus the Braves, that only pitched four point two innings. Um, Against the Nationals, there's a win and a loss this year. Uh, gave up four runs in 13 innings over two games. Uh, no one has more than seven at-bats against Hudson on the Nationals. And uh, Anthony Rendon homered. Strasburg, in the two games he's gone out there in the NLDS, he's in 11.2 innings. He's got a win and a loss and 15 strikeouts. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. This is against the Cardinals. Uh, two games against the Cardinals. 
Uh, 11.2 innings, a win and a loss, 15 strikeouts, and only three runs. In the in the uh, postseason so far, 21 strikeouts in 15 innings pitched, and four runs over three games. He's had a good series so far. Ozuna has seen him the most and has three homers, though. I think this... I think this series for the Cardinals offense might hinge on whether Ozuna is good. Well, I like that because Ozuna's pretty fucking good. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, is he going to be good this week? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, he's streaky. He's a streaky ball player. O- he, he's o for tuna. O for tuna. Yeah, but he's he's the most most home runs, maybe most RBIs. I think Goldie probably is up there too. Him and Goldie are are top two batters. I mean, he is streaky, but he's not he's not that streaky. He's one of the more confident batters. I think that is on our team. Yeah, because he's got that big green sleeve, the big bear. So there's kind of the preview, right? I mean. Those are those are kind of your matchups. That's who we're going to be seeing. I mean, when you look at those numbers with those starters, I mean, it, you got to go that the Nats have the obviously the the edge in the starter category, um, probably by a pitcher. You know, like the. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the bullpen is slightly better for. Oh, maybe it's a lot better. For Not the slightly. No, it's it's night and day. Yeah. So. I think it's just going to come down to, like, you know, if the Cardinals can, like, jump on the starters and get into your bullpen. Yes. You know. Then the game's over. Then the game's kind of over. Unless the Nationals keep their late-inning heroics going. Yeah, so it's interesting. Why can't the Nationals score runs early? They just they haven't shown an ability to do it. I mean, you're, we're talking about a Cardinals team that put 10 up in the first inning and but barring um, barring that game, though, I feel like it's been kind of the same story for us in the playoffs. The the previous four games with the Braves were very much low scoring and late inning heroics for both sides. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this will be a fun series. I really do think it's going to be a fun series, and I I must admit, I am I, I've become well admit. I guess it's because I'm on a Cubs podcast that I feel like I need to admit this, but and you're Catholic, <laughs> but, but uh, confess, Dana. <laughs> no, this Nationals team is a game changer as far as my fandom of that team goes because I, there's a lot of players. They're a fun team to watch. I'm really enjoying watching the Nationals. It's easy to root for them because they've got kind of got you know the Expos thing, which that's always cool and like. Washington didn't have a team for a long time, like, and you know they're just fun. They're young. They got that really great mix of veterans and young guys, and that's kind of what yes, the Cardinals. They're young and old. This and is it, the furthest you've ever been, too, right? Isn't this the the latest in the season you've ever gone? Yeah, the Nats have never won an elimination game and have never made it to this round. And now they have won never, two. Have never won a series before, correct? That's right. Yeah, and so that's. I mean, this is kind of uncharted territory. And I don't know. It looks like a team on a mission, and but the Cardinals are just the fucking Cardinals, and that death, ah, and exactly. that and that devil magic. You know, they won the World Series with eighty three wins one year. So yeah, like, yes. dial it up. 
So we're all having flashbacks. And, you know, it's really hard for the Cubs fans to root for your team, Dennis. And I'm sorry about that, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's that's okay. I, I do not apologize to the 13 Cubs fans that are still listening to this podcast for some <laughs> reason like, in the postseason. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hey, Dennis, I have a question. I've been looking. Um, I, I have this week off of work. And just for the fun of it, I was thinking, like, well, maybe I'll go to St. Louis. Um do you recommend that? Like, would that be fun to go there and, and catch a game as a... Those fans, oh, yes, highly recommend a game in Bush Stadium. It's it's incredible. I love Bush Stadium. I mean, St. Louis, I wouldn't recommend just as a vacation in general. Uh-huh. But if you're going for baseball, that's the way to do it. That stadium's right, yeah. a dump. What a fucking shithole. You love it in St. Louis, Danny. Quit lying. Bush Stadium is great. I, I just Everybody like, loves baseball there. I just like the pizza. No, here's the, here's the thing. Um, the St. Louis fans are actually pretty nice. Like, they cool. will be nice to you when you're there. They're nothing like Dodgers fans. Like, the rivalry that the Cubs and the Cardinals have is pretty goddamn friendly. Nobody usually gets beat to death. Yeah, they, they respect right. the game. It's, it's fun there. I, I would highly recommend it. I think you'd enjoy it. No, they, it's now, Midwestern. I was told that the thing. arch has an elevator in it, but is that like a Willy Wonka thing? Like, does it go sideways? How the fuck does an elevator go in an arc oh god it's it's terrible that was like our go-to field trip growing up was like oh we're going to the arch again and they put you in this this rickety like little cell and it it just it just like cranks you up it's you know it's like this conveyor belt thing and you're in this this shaky little cage and it it just cranks you up to the top and then you're in a little room with windows but it feels like the opposite of a mine shaft yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an upside down mind shaft. And, yeah. and I think it's hilarious that your only monument is to basically people leaving your town and going somewhere <laughs> better like Time Los Angeles. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of this hole. <laughs> Time to salute the exodus. Yeah. <laughs> so, Johnny, you remember how uh, the bet was that uh, the for the Cubs and that season series was that I was going to have to write because I lost, the Cubs lost. I have to write the fight song, a new fight song, and I was gonna, I was gonna write something that uh, was kind of out of the genres I normally uh, work in, which is go-go music. So I didn't do that, but I did jot down some lyrics the other day. So I want to sing you a little fight song, and I totally stole the melody from two different songs. It's oh it's, great! It's both. Um, has anybody seen my gal? <laughs> mixed with the bridge of the Mets. Uh, meet the Mets song. So, and I, and I got a little uh, baby shark in there too. So it goes like this: okay. Wa- Washington, ton of fun. Let's go Nats. Let's score some runs. We're rocking that Nationals Park. Do 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 do. We've got the natitude. Fly that curly W. Get up and do the baby shark. Do 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 do. District of Columbia will go insane when the Nats start swinging bats and win the game. For we have just begun to fight. We root, root, root for the scarlet, blue, and white. <sighs> Yeah, that was awesome, Danny. That was great. So I love that. Yeah, well, I've never I've re- been more confident in us winning the series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now oh, that, now Danny, that... I love that. Um, bet, bet resolved. Great job. That's that's great. I love that. Yeah, well, I need I need to score it and obviously hire a horn player and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, pay the rights. 
<laughs> yeah, except for to all the people I ripped off. Um, yeah. No, I'll, I'll switch it up. I'll, when it goes do-do-do, I'll go da-da-da, and it'll be fine. So, uh, so TFCs, and let's uh, pinch off this NLCS preview. And thanks, both of you guys, for coming on all year long. Dennis, Johnny, you guys rock. Everybody loves you. Well, I don't know about Dennis, but they like Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, Dennis insulted the 14 listeners left by just pointing out there's 14 listeners yeah. left. And not, now they feel so alone. <laughs> so... All right, you got a TFC. What do you got? All right, I'm going to throw out three real quickly. Um, while you were singing that last song, it made me think that I don't understand why we have to stand and remove our caps and cross our hearts for God Bless America we during don't. the seventh it's inning stretch. It's bullshit. I know people that sit and they do not participate. They sit and they, they protest <clears throat> that. So that is an I option. Mean, I- I want to sing it and enjoy it, but why do I have to like? Why do I have to be shamed into doing the right thing? Well, that's it, what it I is... do. I sing along and I do harmonies. Yeah, I make yeah, it about I'm sure me. It great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like good, and I change the lyrics. I'm like, Danny's an awesome guy. <laughs> what a cool dude! It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves it around me. Grew his hair long. Okay, then, <laughs> and um... smokes bongs. <laughs> yeah, writes itself. Writes itself. <laughs> Writes itself. Okay, um, number two, briefly, uh, the Dodger fans do the wave. And the game, <laughs> it can be, uh, you know, they're, they're up three to one in the sixth and the opponent's bases are loaded. And these dumb motherfuckers do the wave. It's Ugh. like you paid to watch the game, watch the game. The wave is reserved for blowouts or, you know, it's like, um, you know, Boy Scout Day at the park. Come on, sit and enjoy the game. Yeah, I'll go one step further. No wave. Waves are no fucking wave. stupid. Period. Yeah, End no of story. Waves. Yeah, we could all wave agree. Wow, we all day. Ag- we're we're beyond the wave. We're I beyond the wave, and they, and they do it during crucial times. Like that's no way to support your team. I'm glad they lost. Okay, finally, TFC adults in Harper jerseys oh, at Nats Park. These motherfuckers. There's thousands of them. They're walking around with their Harper jerseys. He's not on the Nats. He's on the Phillies. The Phillies aren't in the postseason. What are they holding on to? Now, I understand. A 10-year-old, he's got his jersey. He doesn't have a job. Who's going to buy him a Soto jersey? The shit's expensive. I get it. But if you are a Nats fan, get rid of the fucking Harper jersey. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's like going to the you know 2016 Cubs World Series where like an Aramis Ramirez. Although that's not so bad because he was really good. But, I mean... It doesn't matter that Harper But was Harper's good. an asshole. That's the, he, the main thing. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's a clerk. He's he turned down a he turned well, down a contract. It, it matters that you guys didn't win with him. That's why that's why I think your point is valid. So you, Thank you. you should like retire the jersey because he didn't take you all the way, which is all you wanted him to do. Like exactly. when we see guys with Pujols jerseys, we're like, Oh yeah, respect for the the championships you won yes. for yes. us. But if you're just some some asshole who left for more money and, you know, spited our team, then why are we cheering for you? Yeah, ex- ex- absolutely. And he's Andy's your main competitor. Like he's, nah, you know, yeah. the, he uh, fucking transferred in division. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Burn that shit. Yeah, I would burn that shit. Unless you're 10, then good on you. I'm glad you're at the game. <laughs> Dennis, do you have a TFC? I didn't tell you to pick one, but but I got one for you. <laughs> oh, okay, good, because I didn't have one. So okay. what do I have? Well, this is from uh, one of uh, your uh, your brethren, one of the Cardinals fans out there. Um, you know, uh, at Tsunami27 is Carlos Martinez. 
I know. And uh, John John Phelps, a Cardinals fan that was not very happy when uh, Carlos blew the game the other day, he said, you suck so bad. Hope you never pitch again as a Cardinal. You're trash for throwing at guy's head after you got your ass kicked for the second game in a row. How about you spend more time with your gay hair, fucker? Can you be- <laughs> What a fucking... It. The homophobia <laughs> rampant. Oh, my God. In your fan base. My, don't, don't hate on our fan base, okay? The, all the things you. you can say bad about our fan base are things I can say about people who actually play on your team. All right, those are just drunk, stupid <laughs> fans. And these are the exact type of sentiments that you're paying players to express. So no, ours, stop it. ours just beat their wives, and our, um, and our um, uh, owners are racists. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, we, at all. but we do not do tomahawk chops. <laughs> we, we draw you, the line. Did you have some homophobe from the Nats? Who was that that y'all got? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Daniel Murphy. Uh-huh. Murphy, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And he was terrible. So that's we got probably our... Daniel Murphy's burner tweet account. That's, that's tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I got one more. And uh, this was uh, MLB Locksmith, who is also a Cardinal fan. He... Um, I assume it's a he, uh, tweeted to both Dexter and Aaliyah Fowler, both him and his wife. Dexter, I'm begging you to do the right thing and please void the rest of your contract. You are the biggest waste man of all time. Please leave us alone. You are a curse on the organization. Dude, his wife. Is that the end? Yeah. Okay. They can't even. God, the grammar. The grammar alone. I'm so glad you passed up 18,000 supportive tweets to find two dumb assholes to to represent. Oh, it was easy to find them. There's no way anyone in Chicago has any terrible tweets about the racist, homophobic, domestic violence. That's that's the owner. That's not. It's the owner, not the the fans. Organization. Come on. It's the owner and maybe like one guy in the 70s. You're right. The rest yeah. of Chicago is very polite. Totally progressive. Well, I think uh, I think once that Empire actor was cleared. Yeah, yeah, we're fine now. <laughs> Everything, yeah, yeah. Now we know that it's it's not going to that shit does not happen here. Yeah. So so don't, can I get a small at us. So can I get a bet with you guys like, you know, something uh, Nationals versus something Cardinals? No. i think the series is going to be really close Uh, neither of us live in our hometowns Um, i mean i really want to go i want to go to game to game six seven if it goes that that johnny you should come in and the three of us go down game six seven Fly yeah, to yeah. Chicago. We'll all drive that because it's on the weekend y'all got friday saturday four or five hours right four hours yeah, it's like four, four and a half. I I can't go if game if it's game six, um, but I will already be in St. Louis. So if it's game seven, I'm a hundred percent in. Nice. Right. Yeah, let's let's go seven and go watch some baseball, some playoff baseball. I'll wear Cubs gear and take the grief for Johnny. I love it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll be there. That's think, what I'm uh, saying. Like we'll all go. If I'll we wear all Cubs gear seven, and everybody will fuck with me, and they'll leave your national ass alone. Wait, I like this bet. How about this? We all go to game seven, drink our faces off, pay for our own beers, and then at the conclusion of the game, the losing team collects receipts and pays out for the beers. Oh. So Danny so Danny pays. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm basically setting up a studio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here, here's three hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take it out of a one month Patreon. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. So um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on to doing an NLCS preview. You know, I mean, I know a lot of Cubs fans are interested in, in at least this series. I mean, fuck it. Does anybody know what's happening in that AL game? Yeah, it's four to one. The Astros scored four in the first inning, and um, they've maintained that lead uh, into the eighth. Oh, damn! All right, so it looks like it's going to be the Astros, and that's going to be one tough. If you you know whoever is Astros Yankees, that's going to be that's going to be a kind of a crazy <laughs> slugfest. Yeah, and but I I think that both you guys can hope that it's a war of attrition over there, and every, and both those teams are so beat up when they come out of that series that, uh, if, I don't know, maybe you're not as tired, but I think you will. I think everybody's going to be exhausted uh, at the end of this one. This sounds like a great series, and I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm going to be at Nisei Lounge tomorrow night. I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, but I'm going to go watch it there with uh, our – lot of some of you guys might know our, our Brazilian friend, Rafael. He's coming up here. He's going to run the Chicago Marathon. We're going to watch the game, I assume. Uh, Alan, our Irish friend. It's going to be an international baseball game watch. Dennis is coming, right? I'll be there. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be there, too. So if you want to come talk shit to the Cardinals fan who's always talking shit on the podcast, I'll be at Dennis will be there to talk shit, too. So, I mean, maybe we should get a dunk tank. Oh, Danny, the dunk tank isn't going to happen. You already looked into it. The licensing, the insurance, it's too high. It really <laughs> is. They, it's like a thousand bucks. That's way too much for a dunk tank. Anyway, well, thanks for listening to the podcast and uh, good luck to both of you, especially Johnny. And, um, oh, and uh, well, I don't know, <laughs> Spagog. <laughs> and then you guys uh, got to do it backwards. Slenotianog. Cardinals backwards. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) If you want to help keep this show live on the air, please subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Thanks for listening. Yeah, the Cubbies won the whole weekend. Cards placed in the standings dropped. Chicago took over first place And the Cubbies can't be stopped Cardinals are a half game back Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too Man, that city is boring Yadi, no like it Sweep the Cardinals Sweep the Cardinals I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.